Matthew 5 is hard. We hear Jesus talk about all these people who are blessed by God. And as he goes down the list, we can't help but realize, I'm not that. I haven't always been that. Is he going to include me? Am I blessed by God? But the key to Matthew 5 is in the first verse. Jesus is talking to his disciples. So Jesus is not telling people how to become his disciples. That happens. Faith in God happens only by the grace of God. That God called them first. That God sent Jesus to die to take away all of their sins first. That God gave them the gift of faith to be his disciples. That God calls them and us his saints and children of God first. Nothing to do with our works, only by the grace of God. But that's not what Jesus is focusing on here. Jesus is telling us how to live as saints of God now that we are called saints. Jesus is preaching the law primarily here, not the gospel. We call this the third use of the law. We go through this in catechism class with the students. That there are three uses for God's law in the scriptures. One is God's law as a mirror where we see what God commands us, we realize we are not that, and that we need a Savior. The second use of God's law is that of a curb, so that the law God has written on the hearts of all people curbs many people's wicked behavior. And here we have Jesus preaching the third use of the law, the use of the law as a guide for our lives. This third use of the law as a guide is only for Christians because only Christians can properly do good works in our lives for the right reason. Not to earn anything before God or gain his favor, but only to thank him for what he has already done in saving us by sending us Jesus. And throughout this preaching of the law as a guide, Jesus also sprinkles promises throughout to give us the proper perspective on our lives as we live here as saints on earth. So let's see what Jesus has to say to us about how to live as saints on earth. Jesus opened his sermon on the mouth on the mount according to Matthew with blessed are the poor in spirit. And so Christians are to consider themselves poor in this world. Not that we have to live below the poverty line or anything like that, but that we would be prepared to lose anything and everything. That our ultimate hope in our life is not in the things that God has given us or things that we want or even the people God has put into our lives. We are to be poor in spirit so that we don't rely fully on anything here. We are to be poor in spirit. That also means recognizing where we stand spiritually. That before God, we are naturally lacking and need a Savior. 
And Jesus says to those who are poor in spirit, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So we don't have to rely on anything or anyone here fully. We can rely on our God because he will give us something far greater than anything we could be given here. A kingdom all to ourselves that we will have in heaven. Jesus continues speaking to his saints. Blessed are those who mourn. Jesus isn't saying that his saints have to walk around the earth sad all the time. We don't have to constantly be in a state of of sadness in our mourning. But we as saints do see a lot of evil in this world, and it makes us sad. We see so many rejecting the Savior. We see so many acting wickedly and selfishly. We see so much pain and so much hurt. We as Christians also see a sad state of affairs in our own hearts, especially when we realize how much that we have relied on the temporary joys that this world has to offer. But Jesus says to those who mourn their sin, to those who mourn the state of the world or any other difficulty they're going through, any other Christian who's going through a difficulty, that they will be comforted. We have been comforted by the Savior that God sent to take away our sins. And we will be comforted in finally seeing that Savior in the end. We will be comforted when we are raised from from death to live in perfection with our Savior forever. We will be comforted, not with temporary joys here, but with eternal bliss in the joys of heaven. Jesus continues, blessed are the meek. And so we are to be meek, humble toward God, recognizing that he doesn't owe us anything, but we rely on him for everything. This should cause us to pray to our Lord, asking him for everything that we need and thanking and praising him when he gives us more than enough, as he often does. So we are to be meek, humble toward God, and gentle toward other people. So that it's okay, even if we're taken advantage of sometimes. That it's okay if we don't come out on top in every interaction we have with people here in this life. It's okay to be meek and gentle here towards other people. Because God tells us, that our true treasure isn't here on earth. But the meek will inherit the earth, the new earth that God creates after he destroys this one. He will make a perfect world just for his saints to enjoy. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. We hunger, we want to do what's right in every area of our lives so that we strive to be good employees and co-workers, so that we work to be a good spouse. We hunger to be good parents. We want to be obedient children. We thirst to be good citizens. We keep hungering and thirsting for this righteousness 
because we know that we are never perfect in all of these areas in our lives. But Jesus says to those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, they will be filled. That God will satisfy us in the work that we do. Maybe you are satisfied in seeing that you did good to your spouse or you helped your children. Maybe you are satisfied in being an example at your work so that your coworkers and bosses might see Jesus in the work that you do. Ultimately, we know we will be fully satisfied with the righteousness that God gives to us in Jesus. We will be fully satisfied when we are made completely perfect in heaven. Then we won't have to struggle anymore to do what's right in all these areas in our lives because we will be completely perfect and we'll always just naturally do what's right. Won't that be great? We will be filled. Jesus continues in his sermon, Blessed are the merciful. We Christians forgive where no one else will. Because we don't wait for someone to deserve it to forgive them. We don't even forgive when we feel like it. We give forgiveness freely because we were given forgiveness freely as a gift. The merciful will be shown mercy. God gave us a forgiveness greater than any forgiveness we could personally hand out to someone else. That we would deserve hell, but be given heaven. That we would deserve to die forever for our sins, but that Jesus would take that death for us on the cross instead. That is mercy. That's God's mercy that he gives to us. Blessed are the pure in heart. So it's not just about the outward actions. It's not even about the attitude right behind those actions. But it's about our very core. That we would have a heart that is so affected by the gospel that we can't help but pour out love toward God and toward the people around us. Now I'm going to remind you that Jesus is still preaching the law. He means this as a guide for our lives. But wherever we see the law, we're still going to see that mirror that we haven't done this perfectly. We're going to be reminded of times when our hearts weren't always so pure and we were selfish. But Jesus is preaching this as a guide for our lives now that we are already Christians, already saved. So he continues, for those who are pure in heart, they will see God. We as God's saints on earth now see God in part. We see his love for us. We see that he loved us so much that he sent us Jesus. We see that the creator of the universe loves me and you individually. And that's amazing. But in the end, we will see God face to face. And that will give us an undescribable joy. Blessed are the peacemakers. And so we are to be peacemakers. We are to be easy to live with, easy to be around. We are not to pick fights or take the bait in an argument. And we're not only to be peacemakers in our own relationships, but in other people's relationships. How do we do that? Well, one way to start is by avoiding gossip. 
which just builds up that wall of resentment between those two people. Instead, we can find the good to say about others so that other people might find the best in that person too, and maybe that wall of resentment starts coming down. Jesus says to the peacemakers, they will be called children of God. Jesus was the ultimate peacemaker for us. He made peace between God and us by dying on the cross for us so that God would no longer see us as his enemies like we might deserve to be seen, but instead God calls us his own dear children. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. So Jesus tells us that when we are gentle toward other people, when we do our best in every area in our lives, when we forgive when others wouldn't, when we make peace in relationships everywhere that we go, all with a heart that just wants to serve God and other people, that we should expect from the world persecution. That they will mock us and call us stupid. And in some places in the world, they will kill us and imprison us Christians. In these attitudes and actions that Jesus commands here in Matthew 5, the world might call us cursed because the world loves to go after riches, temporary joys, pride. The world tempts us to serve ourselves, to hold grudges, to gossip, and to be ashamed of what we believe. But where the world might call us cursed, Jesus calls us blessed. We are the blessed saints of God. And Jesus says theirs is the kingdom of heaven, not the kingdoms of the world here, but a kingdom of heaven. That is ours. So we've gone down the list of people who are blessed by God. And I'm sure you couldn't help but realize I haven't always been that. I'm not that all the time. Just as I did as I've gone through this Matthew 5 during the week. So then we wonder, am I too a Christian? Is Jesus talking to me? Am I blessed by God? You are. Because Jesus was all of this perfectly for you. Jesus was a saint. He was perfect. And he died on the cross to give you that perfection. He died on the cross so that God might see you just as God sees Jesus. So you are a saint. A saint even here on earth. So now you saints of God on earth, Go and be the saints that God tells you you already are. And when you face the trouble God tells you that you will face, he knows. And he wants to remind you that you are always his blessed saints on earth. Amen.